morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath. It's such a beautiful day today in the mountains. Let us rejoice and be glad. I'm so glad to see everybody here today worshiping our Father in Heaven and our Savior Jesus and our Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Before I begin the message for the day, let us pray. Dear Father in Heaven, today we are here to give you glory, honor, praise, and thanks. We thank you for this special day set apart, a day that you've given to us. You made the Sabbath a joy. You made the Sabbath a delight. And it is one thing that we consider the most beautiful day of the week. Lord, I pray that you will be with me as I share the, uh, the message today on how God makes all things beautiful. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message, God has made all things beautiful. I'd like to read a text out of the Bible. It's a text that uh, a man that was considered a teacher, maybe a preacher, a king as well, the wisest man on earth. He got his wisdom directly from heaven. So I'm reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, a time to gather. A time to embrace, a time to refrain. A time to search, and a time to give up. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to scream. A time to love. And a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. You know, I think Solomon, in his wisdom, he knew that all these things come to pass under a covenant. He has seen it all as the king, the mighty king of Israel. A lot of the things that he said didn't have a lot of weight. And you know, he's known for saying meaningless, meaningless, vanity, vanity, all is meaningless. You know, he has some truth in those words. And here's the truth, that when you know that all things work together for good to those who love God, and that God is the central theme of the Bible, it's for his glory, it's for his honor, not our honor. The only thing that matters is that Jesus wants to take us away from this, this uh, earth where things aren't right. I mean, how could it be a time to love and a time to hate? That's not 
the kingdom of heaven? How can it be a time for war and a time for peace? And I could go through all the others, but that's how it is on this earth. You know, we have the text that Danny read for us. Thank you, Danny, by the way. And that's found in the 11th verse of Ecclesiastes 3. It says that he's made everything beautiful in his time. I want to take a look at some Bible texts and also wanted to make mention on what God has made beautiful in his time. You know, when I think of beauty and what God has made, I think of the creation week. You think about creation for life, and this is what he meant is to create life, there had to be light. There can be no life without light. And you know, light is considered something that we turn on here in our sanctuary, but light is also meant to be knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the light. And as he prepared creation, he thought of, well, now you have to have dry land instead of water. So he separated it. He made the sky so that it would have a firmament and air for us to breathe. He made the beautiful trees that, that had shade over everything so that it would cool the day. He created the plants. He created the fruit and all of the food. He created living things. One of my favorite colorful um, things that God has created, a beautiful butterfly. I know you can imagine the butterfly. And we think of how the butterfly goes from a, a worm or a caterpillar to a little cocoon. And then after a while, it opens up and is transformed into a butterfly. This is what Jesus has made beautiful. But he also makes us beautiful when we are transformed into a beautiful butterfly. You know, my favorite butterfly is the tiger swallowtail. How many of you have seen and know what a tiger swallowtail is? Yellow and black. It's striped like a tiger. It's got these little blue things on the end of its wings. Such a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. I stopped to look at butterflies because it's God who made all things beautiful. How about those beautiful birds that fly in the sky? God created every one of them. You know, my son once owned two parrots, and they were green. But some birds are so beautiful, so graceful. Now, I think of the swan that's in the water in the pond, or a swan. Beautiful, majestic. Um, you think of the, the eagle that flies in the sky. These are all things that God has made beautiful. All the living creatures... Yes, he even created the pets that we have. Some have dogs, some have cats, some have birds, some have fish in an aquarium. And God also created fish. If you've seen a film on fish underneath in the water, the ocean, there are just millions and millions of fish 
And they're so beautiful in their color. Yes, God has made all things beautiful. At the end of each day, God said that it is good. It is good that he created this and that. All the starry skies. I know you've all looked up into the sky at night. And you've seen all these stars. If you're in the desert, maybe not in a big city, but where there's no light on earth. When you look up, you see the heavens lit. And you know, my mother was a child going across the Atlantic Ocean. And she was with her father. They were missionaries all the way back to the homeland, you know, America. And my grandfather, who at the time was a missionary, was in publishing, soon at some point in the future become a doctor. And they were standing outside looking up into the sky in the middle of the Atlantic, and there were stars everywhere. And my mother heard my father say to the man, I don't know how any of you can take a look, anybody, at the stars and the moon and the planets that you see in the sky at night and not believe there is a God. God has made all things beautiful in this time. You know, I love to talk about what God has created. And you know, I can't imagine an atheist looking up in the sky and telling you any different. But sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes that's how an atheist who stops to consider that all this that we see is God's creation. You know the man um, that was turned from a zoologist, atheist, and I'm trying to remember his name. You remember this guy's name? He's been on the, on the television. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Wise. He was an atheist. He was an atheist. Now he's Seventh-day Adventist, and he shares his faith with with other with other atheists. God has made creatures on this earth that are beautiful, but the most beautiful creatures that God created was mankind, Adam and Eve. And you think, how could Adam and Eve be more beautiful than the rest of His creation? They are beautiful because they are made in the image of God. Adam and Eve. And at the end of his creation, he, he looked at his creation and he says, everything is very good. You know, for God, very good is perfect, perfect. With no blemish, no fault. God has made all things beautiful. And as our creator and savior, he is here for us all the time, all the time. So, yes, there's beauty in creation. I also think about the beautiful, something you see in the sky after it's burning. And it is one of the most beautiful things you can see. Now, if you're in the right place, you can see a double rainbow. Rainbow going up, rainbow going down. Now, I think you'd have to be in the sky to see that. But wow, the rainbow. You know, all the colors come from the rainbow. 
All the colors come from a rainbow. What do we know about this rainbow? It happens every time when there is rain, and what follows is the beautiful rainbow. You know, Bonnie and I, we once saw a rainbow going over a waterfall in Hawaii. Ilo, Ilo, Hawaii. There's a big waterfall, and we took some pictures, and there was a clear rainbow. Well, it was because of the, like, the mist that was rising up and the water going down. Yes, God has made all things beautiful. You know, there are promises that you can consider beautiful in the Bible. And through these promises, you see just how much beauty there is in this world, and that God is the one that has made it. I'd like to take a look at a few texts found in the book Psalm, the book of Psalms. The first one is in Psalm 121. David is he's writing this psalm. He wrote most of the Psalms, by the way. 121, 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forever. And as you know, he's going to watch over us. I'm sure he'll point out. Take a look at the stars out there. Take a look at this, these flowers. How many of us stop to just appreciate God's beauty in nature? I can't help but stopping whenever I see flowers, roses, orchids, and yes, even fields of flowers. You know, in uh, 2019, after the rain, the spring, there was a super bloom. How many of you remember the super bloom? You could go see it in the high desert. You could see it down towards San Diego, and sometimes it took a hike to get up there. But you saw all kinds of colors. But the, the most prevalent of all the colors was a golden color. And that's the state of California's official wildflower, the California poppy. You know, somewhere on Zurich Drive, near where we live, Somebody planted poppies up and down their driveway. And this past spring, they had beautiful blooms of the California poppies. I was expecting daffodils. And yet, there are some poppies here on the mountain. As God has created all things beautiful. In Psalm 139, 7 through 10, David, he knows a lot because he's been learning at the, as a boy and as a shepherd. The Holy Spirit, God, is teaching. And here's what he says about God. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, 
you were there, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, and your right hand will hold me fast. You know, when we know that God is with us, he's going to show us everything beautiful, everything beautiful in this time. David knew the Lord so well. And you know, it's interesting, him knowing the Lord so well. You know that David was in the gene genealogy, being the great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather of Jesus, Jesus Christ. So when you say that Jesus is the son of David, that's the truth. That's the truth. Psalm 92, verse 4 and 5 tells us, For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. Now, what are his deeds? I'll tell you, plentiful deeds, and one of them is to making all things beautiful. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. You ever thought of singing for joy when you close the Sabbath and you're at the beach? And there's something towards the horizon that is so beautiful. What is that? The sunset. I tell Bonnie all the time, do you see the paintbrush of God? Do you see the paintbrush of this sunset? And he does that day by day by day. How great are your works, O Lord, and how profound your thoughts. I like what Isaiah tells us. Isaiah is a major prophet, and we know these texts so well from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17 and verse 18. Behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. These are creations God has not yet created. And if you can imagine the beauty in this earth, we don't have to, we can see it, but the beauty that he's going to create one day is going to outshine because we know that this time it's going to be beauty that will be forever. It will be everlasting. The former things will not be remembered. That is a promise. You know, I can't speak for any of you here. <laughs> but I don't really want to remember a lot of what happened in the past. Nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice evermore. I don't know. I rejoice on the Sabbath more than any other time. But I think we should rejoice all the time. And as a witness to others, they to rejoice, so that maybe one day they will rejoice as well. There are other texts in the book of Psalms, but I'm going to skip over to a story we find in the book of John. We know that John chapter 11, it's about Jesus. And it's about his friends. 
He had such good friends there in Bethany. There was Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Jesus comes to Bethany, and he already knows all about it. His good friend Lazarus has passed away. And verse 25 of John 11 tells us, After Mary had said, If you'd only been here earlier, Jesus, if you'd only been here earlier, you could have saved Lazarus. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection, Martha, and the life. He believes in me. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe? Do you believe? <laughs> At the resurrection, God will make many more things beautiful. And those saints will be beautiful because their characters are beautiful. And so I really love that. And you know the promise found in John 3.16? This is a wonderful promise we all know so very well. It's a promise that if we believe, they will have eternal life. John 3.16. If we really believe that, we should see the beauty in everything, and especially the beauty in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter and John, they have some things to say about their Creator and their Savior. And I just wanted to take a look at a few of those, and then we will close. Second Peter. Now, you know Peter, he would usually do something, and it was wrong, and Jesus would teach him, Peter, you can't do things like that. You have to be patient. You have to watch me and follow me. Don't follow yourself. So Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. He says, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. You know, wherever righteousness dwells, beauty dwells. This is the hope for the future. This promise of a new heaven, new earth. One of the brothers of Jesus, his name is Jude. You don't really hear a lot of sermons of the book of Jude, but there's so much in just one chapter. So you don't bother saying chapter, it's just verse. And in Jude, verse 21, or 20 and 21, Jude says, But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. I see beauty in that verse. I see beauty in the promise of eternal life. Revelation 21. We should all know that chapter very, very well. 
the first four verses. Then I uh, saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first earth and the first heaven had passed away. This is John writing in Revelation. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Beautifully dressed. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their daughters. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Does God make all things beautiful in his time? Absolutely, he does. He makes all things beautiful. And so I'd like to close with that, that promise that is so special in the Bible, that when he comes again, he is going to create again a new heaven, a new earth, where there will never be any corruptions or sin. And you know the last enemy of the man, mankind, the last enemy is death. And we know that from that time forward, everything that God creates will be filled with beautiful, beautiful things. It says in that text that Danny read that he has set eternity in the hearts of men. Most of men, they know with the faith that they have that eternity is in store for them. Is it in our hearts today? I sure hope it's in our hearts today. And we can hardly fathom the promises that he has given us in this new heaven and this new earth where we will live with our Savior, live with our Creator forever. And now we are going to sing the closing song in his time.